Welcome to the Thoughts on the Market. I'm Mike Wilson, Chief Investment Officer and Chief U.S. Equity Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the latest trends in the financial marketplace. It's Monday, October 21st at 9 a.m. Eastern, so let's get after it. Over the past few months, there's been a lot of good news for equity investors. At the end of July, the Fed cut interest rates for the first time in a decade. In early September, the ECB announced that they would restart its quantitative easing program by adding 20 billion euros per month for as long as it deems necessary, or in other words, indefinitely. At least 20 other central banks have also eased policy since July, while several countries have announced major fiscal stimulus packages, including India's surprising corporate tax cut. Two weeks ago, we had significant progress made between the U.S. and China on trade, with phase one of a much larger trade deal, according to White House officials. If that wasn't enough, the Fed decided to deal with front-end funding market distress by announcing a $60 billion per month balance sheet expansion, which many are suggesting is a new quantitative easing program, while Brexit seems to finally be coming to a conclusion. With all that good news, why haven't U.S. equity markets been able to break out above July's highs? We think it's pretty simple. Growth continues to slow, and all the leading indicators suggest that growth is going to continue to slow. In fact, that is exactly why central banks are making so many announcements to ease policy and why there is discussion and hope for more fiscal stimulus. While monetary policy easing is typically a good thing for asset prices, it usually works with a lag, especially if we are at the end of an economic cycle, as the market seems to be contemplating. The bottom line is that the risk of a recession next year is elevated. One of the arguments against a recession next year relies on the U.S. consumer remaining resilient. The argument for a recession next year is that the consumer relies on corporate America for his paycheck, and corporate America is weakening. That weakness is based on the fact that earnings this year are shrinking by 5-10% to for the average U.S. company, particularly small and mid-caps who have had a hard time managing their higher costs in the face of slowing economic activity. In other words, the odds are rising that companies may begin to cut back on labor more aggressively via layoffs, instead of just reducing the amount of hours worked and the rate of wage gains. Last week, many of the growth stocks continued their tumble that began back in July. Software stocks were hit particularly hard. This is very much in line with our advice over the past several months to avoid expensive growth stocks due to elevated valuations and unrealistic earnings expectations given the more austere environment for corporate capital spending. We think this correction has further to run and would not recommend trying to bottom fish these stocks yet, even though they have very attractive longer-term secular trends. Instead, we recommend clients remain more defensively positioned in the U.S. with overweight still in utilities and consumer staples. For those looking ahead to next year, we also have an overweight in financials because we believe as the Fed continues to cut interest rates, the yield curve will steepen again, which typically helps banks' earnings. Just understand it may take a while for these stocks to really perform because they are classic value stocks, and while they are cheap at the moment, they lack a near-term catalyst. Along the same lines, we also like European and Japanese equities at current prices because they are more levered to global growth, which should start to bottom early next year as the aggressive monetary policy recently enacted takes hold and Brexit is finally resolved. The United Kingdom stock market, or FTSE, still looks very cheap and is not pricing in a resolution of the Brexit saga at the moment, in our opinion. Thanks for listening, and tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for our latest thoughts on the market. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.